Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever wondered what it's like to bite into nerds' gummy clusters? They're fruity. They're tangy. They're gummy. And they're crunchy. Nerds Gummy Clusters, a union of fruity sweet gummy and tangy crunchy nerds. Unleash your senses. Shop now at nerdscandy.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today... But it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store. Like now. Go. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 186. This week, Ellie chats to writer and curator Francesca Gavin about her new exhibition, Mushrooms, the Art, Design and Future of Fungi, at London's Somerset House, which brings together the work of over 40 artists, designers and musicians. They chat about why she chose to focus on the mushroom, highlight some of the artists involved, and she tells Ellie what to expect from their pop-up fungi dining event. So I'm here today with Francesca Gavin, writer and curator, and her most recent project is Mushrooms, the Art, Design and Future of Fungi. It's a new exhibition at London's Somerset House, and it's bringing together over 40 artists, designers and musicians. And it looks at the legacy of mushrooms and explores experiments in design and architecture to loot utilize mushrooms in intriguing and unusual ways so welcome to the podcast thank you uh let's start with what made you want to curate an exhibition all about the humble mushroom um well i think it's one of those things i come from a journalistic background i've always thought of myself as a writer curator and i just kept noticing contemporary artists but art in general that was using mushrooms as a motif and i wanted to know why it seemed like such a beautiful visual like theme to bring different styles and mediums together and it just it just went from there and then I started learning the most crazy facts around mushrooms and it just seemed like there was a lot of conceptual depth and everyone loves looking at them they're fun that's true and they, they come in all kind of forms as well I guess so before that did you have any interest in a mushroom or 
much knowledge about it? Um, no. No. I was pretty low on the mushroom information. <laughs> I mean, my mother writes vegetarian cookbooks. Okay. Her name is Paula Gavin. So I definitely okay. came from a pro-vegetable background. Nice. We'll put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> um, but I actually am more into greens and potatoes. Mm. So <laughs> mushrooms were really uh, a new ground for me. And I've never, I've done a lot of different exhibitions around, let's say, our relationship to technology. And so doing something that's focusing on natural forms mm. was such a different direction, but really enjoyable. And I think it also, maybe it's almost the antidote to focusing so much on technology. Yeah. It's kind of recentering ourselves and reconnecting with nature. Completely back to nature, I guess. Um, so how long did it take for the exhibition to come to life from when you had this idea? Well, I originally did a small show in Paris in 2017 in a private gallery. And in 2018, September, I was approached by Somerset House to do an exhibition and we decided on this. So it's been about a year and a half in the making. Nice. Um, and let's talk about some of the different creative people that you've worked with along the way. So are there any designers, writers or musicians that you were really excited to get involved or ones maybe that you didn't know much about and then they've wowed you? I, I mean, think. gosh, we've got, we've, got, we've got some amazing pieces in the show that I never thought we'd be lucky enough to get. Mm. I mean, the most famous person, mycologist, is yeah. John Cage. Amazing. And we've got a very rare copy of the Mushroom book that he did with an uh, illustrator called Lois Lane that is sort of like freeform poetry and these stunning illustrations. And we've got the actual book. That was a huge scoop to get. I was very excited by the Beatrix Potters we've yes. gotten. Firstly, also learning at all that like Peter Rabbit mm. and Jemima Puddle Duck that I grew up with yeah. and seeing that the, the person who wrote those and illustrated those had made 300 watercolours of mushrooms wow. and fungi. I know, she was obviously obsessed <gasps> at quite a young age, actually yeah. before that she was writing children's books. So that was really interesting seeing how this kind of amateur botany and rise of science as like a popular thing um, became an inspiration to someone who became an artist. I loved yeah. those two were like huge scoops. Okay. But then there was so many other exciting works I mean a lot of the design things really were new for me because I really come from more of a contemporary art background mm. so looking and seeing how designers are using mushrooms as a material or mycelium mm. as a material was really fascinating and how did you approach that so I guess you kind of had this idea concept you've already done one in Paris where you wanted this exhibition about mushrooms how did it then go from that to then finding all these people that work with mushrooms I mean it's actually incredibly easy okay. partly because I've got a weird sponge of a brain filled <laughs> with tons and tons of artists um, and if you google most artists name in the word mushrooms something's coming up yeah <laughs> um, so actually I probably it probably took me two weeks to put together wow. 40 artists and I actually could have done 200 yeah. I started a whole Instagram account the art of mushrooms just to put together the research of all the different artists who yeah. are working with mushrooms because there's so many um, but then it was basically thinking about how do you kind of make a narrative around that that's mm. accessible to the public explaining like why has there been a return to the mushroom how it's being seen by artists in different ways and, and a more practical like how it can provide a positive relationship between humanity and nature for the future and how does the exhibition work what if you kind of talk us through, yeah, I know, I know you're sure. actually doing well, it's, still today. No, so. it's okay. It's all prepared. Um, there are three rooms and the exhibition's free. So it's actually not the largest show on earth, but that's mm. great. Um, Pentagram designed the entire layout. So there's a lot of mushroom facts incorporated in the rooms that kind of contextualize the different themes. The first room is basically mycophilia, talking about why people are in love with the mushroom and how it's being used and really showing the breadth of representation, very much focusing on art. The second room is focusing 
focusing on the psychedelic and the poetic. Mm. So this has everything from, let's say, surreal landscapes with mushrooms to beautiful paintings, but very much looking at kind of, let's say, the trippier stranger aspect yeah. of the mushroom. Even if you look at mushrooms as objects, they're quite weird. Yeah. So let's say the weirdness of the mushroom. <laughs> and then the third room is focusing on design. Okay. So we've got furniture, shoes, clothing, a burial suit, like a variety of different objects that basically incorporate mycelium as an actual material in some way. Wow. And there's a lot of events around the exhibition. So mm. there are um, edible tours to curator talks. Are you able to talk us through? Yeah, completely. And this is probably where the food really comes yeah. in. Um well, we basically have a series of events throughout the entire thing. Firstly, the restaurants on site are also doing special mushroom things. So Ooh. Bryn Williams is going to be doing some mushroom recipes nice. um, while the run of the show. During the private view, we have a special mushroom cocktail with London Essence and Acorn working Ooh. with that. I know, I'm very excited uh, to see how that, yeah. <laughs> what, what that tastes like. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. Mushroom booze. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have a pop-up mushroom collaboration with Sky Gingle, which mm. is amazing. So obviously she's very well known for her relationship with... Um, basically sustainable cooking and sustainable yeah. restaurants. So she's doing a three-course biodynamic pop-up table for £40, including a welcome table and a tour by me of nice. the show on the 27th and 28th of February. Oh, exciting. So that's basically the kind of food focus. Yeah. But then we also have sponsorship with Origins, who have a special facial range mm. with Dr. Weil, um, who's an amazing naturopath in America, very well known. And that's happening on the February the 6th in the evening. So I think that's going to be very popular. Popular. Okay. So there's a lot. And then we have other things. We have tours. They grow mushrooms on site. Yeah. Can mm. you, I've, so from what I understand, they're kind of growing them in the courtyard. Is yeah. That right? What's the aim of that? Or? Um, well, it's an, a project called Edible Utopia. Mm. And I think it's why the mushroom exhibition appealed to Somerset House at all, because they were already working on that project. Yeah. So beneath the courtyard. So if you've ever gone ice skating, beneath the ice skating, there are loads of these sort of hidden alcoves okay. as part of the architecture of the 18th century building and within those they're taking coffee grinds from the restaurants and growing mushrooms out of them the aim is to create this sort of sustainable closed loop of production yeah. rethinking ideas around sustainability it's very experimental mm. i think there are oyster mushrooms they're growing but people can go on tours and oh, see wow. them growing while they're here which is also great um so yeah there's a real kind of synergy between yeah. what they were interested anyways and what I wanted to do in as an exhibition. And I guess the aim of that mushroom utopia will be to try and then include those mushrooms in the restaurants. Yeah, I think I that's think the aim. That's the, the aim is yeah. that you can taste, also rethinking our ideas around waste. Because yeah. that's what's so interesting about mushrooms, that you end up that it's sort of without them, they basically eat up all the things in society. Without That's why we have soil. That's why plants even ever existed. It's yeah. because of fungi. Yeah. So I think there's a real kind of conceptual approach yeah. to thinking how we can live in a less wasteful way. And obviously you spent, it was quite quick to come together, but you had to learn a lot. You learned a lot about yeah. fungi. I did a lot of research. Yeah. So can you just tell us some of those fun facts? Oh my God, there's so many amazing ones. Firstly, there were no ecosystem would function without fungi. Mushrooms are fundamental to that. Mushroom, like fungi, are very much part of our internal microbiome. Mm. So actually our entire way we function is also intertwined with our symbiotic relationship to mushrooms, oh, wow. which is amazing. The earth was originally covered in 
giant, large, supersized mushrooms. The reason why plants were ever able to colonize the earth at all is because mushrooms got there first and basically broke down the soil in order. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. The old, well, the I think the largest organism in the world is a giant. Um, mycelium mushroom in the north of Oregon, which is between 3,000 and 8,000 years old and 3,000 acres, acres large. So, I mean, this a never-ending sea, let alone yeah. all the research that's going into the effect of mushrooms on human biology, on mm. human psychology. I mean, there's so many, the facts are just wild. They're just endless. They, I know, they keep coming. Wow, that is amazing. And I guess throughout the exhibition, you're just going to still be learning more, aren't you? Like, especially when people walk around and look at it, you think you probably know what a mushroom is and then you'll go and discover. Well, I really want people more. to leave and like learn one little more thing mm. about a mushroom to be inspiring to them. Yeah. That to make them consider also like there may be a variety they never thought of yeah. or just like how amazing these things are and we need to kind of be aware of the positive aspects of nature and how we can integrate with them. I think that's really, there's more and more research about mushrooms being able to break down plastic, wow. mycelium being able to deal with toxic waste. There's such yeah. a positive opportunities with mushrooms and I think that's great. But it's also fun. Yes. It's very playful. It's like, it you don't... interactive at all? Or, um, no, or only in like an enjoyable... Yeah. Yeah. learning way I mean stuff. it's just like a way for people to like come and see something that they all know we mm. all know what a mushroom is and not feel like alienated by let's say the artistic nature of something just to see beautiful things yeah. interesting things and sort of get a taste of contemporary art and design but really also just through some a beautiful theme yeah through something that's super accessible yeah. like I, I hate doing it I hate exhibitions that don't appeal to the broadest like spectrum of society yeah. i want people who don't go to shows want to come and see this exhibition i think that's really enjoyable yeah. the stuff for children like every Amazing. child loves looking at mushrooms they yeah. all they relate to alice in wonderland and beatrix yeah. potter and and that kind of childlike nature of the mushroom yeah. we have facts at lower levels for children to be able nice. to see um and we're going to be doing some a special days leading up in the later programming, we'll have a special Earth Days in April okay. and uh, late nights. So we're we'll doing a film program and like collage Ooh, workshops. Related to mushrooms, the film yes. workshop. Yep. And then a whole like, there's so many wonderful short films and, yeah. and that incorporated mushrooms and amazing advertisements. Oh. Um, but yeah, then we'll also have like collage workshops for families with, with mushroom yeah. material so they mushroom can make their own little mushroom mushrooms. people. I mean, it's, we're having an entire shop which also has origins, facials even. But tons of products everything from books to clothing all which are fungi themed so there's a, it's a real kind of expansion it's amazing as a subject how excited everyone's been yeah i mean it's kind of if you don't ever go to a show i think that this would be a great gateway exhibition yeah and also it's free which is even I mean, better what more could you want yeah. it's a great starter one to yeah and in. i think that's really important too like to appeal to like a broad i think mushrooms really appeal to people interested in science people mm. interested in gardening people interested in, sorry interested in food yeah people interested in art in architecture i mean it's so amazing it's the breadth like that's in the center mm. and then there's all these things coming out of it i basically like got the zeitgeist by accident <laughs> amazing so after doing the mushroom one do you think you'd be interested in doing exploring more within like different realms of food uh, it's really interesting what i take i mean i i've never i haven't actually thought about that yeah. i'm so obsessed where we are at this moment yeah. in time i mean i think it would be hard to find another food stuff that has this much 
breadth of approach. Mm. However, there's been some amazing exhibitions about the relationship between art and food. Mm. I think there was noticeably a huge one in Milan a few years ago. Okay. Um, my mother's Instagram is incredible. Nice. <laughs> which is basically she takes different still lives of fruit and vegetables throughout art history. I follow her. Oh, do you? Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Paola Gavin, P A O L A Gavin. So, I mean, that's a perfect example of this yeah. great relationship between like food and art. I think there's a real inspiration there. Yeah. So, I'm sure like I'd love to do a show broadening More, that connection yeah. without a doubt. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Francesca. Pleasure. And so the exhibition is the 31st of January. That's mm-hmm. when it starts at uh, London's Somerset House. And it's free and you can learn a lot about fungi. Yeah, and it runs till the end of April, three months. Perfect. Thank you again. Pleasure. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please review and rate us. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can still pick up a copy of our February issue on the newsstand now or go and download the app version. Bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.